0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Educating All Learners Alliance podcast. Today we're really excited to be featuring one of our partner organizations, eye to eye And so we'll be sharing a bit about what they do, um, who they serve, and some of the programs and ways that you can be involved. And so I'm here with Robbie and David. Welcome. If you both could say hello, that way listeners can know whose voice is whose.
1: Hello, this is Robbie. Hi, this is David, not Flink, but David Badillo.
0: Yes, we have two Davids at Eye to Eye, so you'll want to note that. But I mean, I'm excited just to get right into the convo. We want to highlight your work as our partner um, and some of the, you know, you've been in the news lately so we would just love to talk about it um I guess just first you know what is the mission of your organization and as an ELO partner how do you serve all learners
2: yeah so um here at eye to eye we are committed of course to enhancing the learning experience for students with learning differences and attention issues such as ADHD right so in taking that into consideration, we want to ensure that educators feel empowered to reach and teach all students. So we also have a student program where we are really, we're really uh, working to um, create, self, allow them to be able to better self-advocate for themselves and their needs and their accommodations in the classroom. We want to also empower our educators to reach and teach all students, and that includes are students with learning differences. So having increased awareness and empathy for students with learning differences will allow educators to feel one more confident, but also um, allowing them to have the strategies and tools that they need in place to create that supportive classroom environment in which all students feel seen, heard and valued, which I'm sure you'll hear me say a couple of times throughout our conversation today. Yeah,
1: and, and, and uh, yeah, I'll add to that in that, you know, Uh, We've been around for over 22 years. Um, Our flagship program is the peer-to-peer mentoring program uh, where we do take high school and college students uh, who identify with learning differences, train, equip them to be project-based mentors, and uh, we pair them with similarly identified middle school students. So that flagship program um, is now uh, being served in schools over 24 states across the country. And it's really... Provided the foundation by which we've really built out uh, our professional development services and other engagement services that we are releasing over the next couple of months that we're excited to to discuss. But it's really provided the framework from which Robbie and his team have been really to been able to build an amazing, engaging uh, teacher training program uh, that really hits uh, hits a really important, significant. Uh, need such as the need for empathy, which is what we're discussing here on the podcast.
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely been such a big um buzzword in the space, and deservedly because it is so crucial to have empathy in relation to what's happening in the world, but what particularly relates to these students um you know with various disabilities or learning differences, and so just to dive in a bit more of how eye to eye works with educators and in building that empathy, what are some of the, um, practices the empathy led practices that your team works on?
2: Yeah. So, you know, uh, we, we, ha- we currently have learning differently, one-on-one for educators, which is build the focus is building empathy, um, for all learners. Right. And, uh, and that has two main objectives. Um, we want to build understanding of learning differences and its impact, on the learner experience, as well as building empathy for the LD student experience by giving um, educators strategies to become humble learners of their own students. So in this session, we introduce two simple yet effective strategies um, to again, allow teachers to become humble learners of their students. And they are the empathy interview as well as shouting a student. Um, And these are two easy lift um, these are two easy lift um, strategies that really is is centered around building empathy because that is when you build that empathy and again that awareness you're able to better create that environment in which the students feel um, empowered to learn and they're put in the position where they feel like they're su- they, they can be successful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'll add in in terms of like our focus as we as we take this. Um, this opportunity to kind of embed empathy into, into the school culture, into the way school operates as a whole. Um, kind of like it all birthed from a place where historically eye to eye has always been invited to do professional development for special education departments. Mm-hmm. And as we engaged with more sped teachers a- and these powerful conversations of like, how do we create the systemic transformation that we're looking for um, they began to share with us that gap that, ex- that, that, that seemed to exist where between what general educators are experiencing or how they're prepared and versus the special education team. And it, it felt like a lot of school communities had those two departments siloed. And, and there was, there was this, this great expression of like, there's this gap somewhere between what the special education team is trying to do to support these kids and what the expectations should be for general educators, and that's when they really stepped out and asked that I to eye could could resolve or like bring a solution to the table that can create that bridge. And so, what's exciting about this training and what Robbie and his team has been working on over the past few months is that we are now majority of the the, the educators we're training are general educators. Those are the real primary audiences. So when we're we're talking and like we're inserting the conversation about empathy for these particular students. It's now happening in an audience of not just SPED teachers but all teachers. So we're making sure now better positioning school communities in such a way that if we're gonna elevate student voice and we're gonna ask them to self advocate, they can develop a greater sense of confidence knowing that it doesn't matter what teacher they speak to they don't always have to lean on that sped educator, uh, you know, their counselor or their learning specialist. Uh, they can feel comfort speaking to anyone and saying, "Hey, this is me. I learn differently. These are the accommodations that I need. Hey, I need help because I learn differently." Um, and now there's this greater sense of comfort that can be established uh, because of that. And so I think that's really the really exciting place where we're at now is like shifting that training audience and really plugging in, in, a, in, in, in into a gap that uh, really fits in well uh, with the greater scope of the work that um, schools are doing.
0: Yes, I love I loved that you touched on that so much. Um, there's a, that common phrase in the special education community that you might've heard, which is shovel the ramp. So giving the example, you know, if there's snow on a staircase and a ramp, you shovel the ramp because all people can access the ramp. You don't start with the stairs. So going with that lens of building up the ability for all educators to have those extra fine-tuned knowledge or awareness that maybe would have been only previously shared with the special education teachers is so crucial. And I love that you touched on that because like you said, eye to eye has been called on to help schools with that, and similar of ELO's partner organizations have done research recently to find that, you know, schools are noticing those silos that you alluded to. So thank you for touching on that. Um, and I wanted to briefly jump back into something that Ravi mentioned about those empathy interviews. Um, I know you, you know, discussed how they're helping people, but are there maybe a few sample questions that are a part of those interviews that you could share with us?
2: Uh, and you know what, the, the purpose of the empathy interview is simply, um, you know, it's it's a little bit different. It's, it's similar to a one-on-one, but very, but different in the sense that you are really asking very um, general, yet they're targeted, but they're very general to the student, right? But you, you're really wanting to get a better understanding of, of their learning experience, right? So for example, I might ask, you know, do you feel supported in my classroom? That's very simple, and and the student will say yes or no, right? They may give me a a very yes or no. Okay, well, that's where I'm challenging them from that response to elaborate. If you say yes, tell me what's happening in this environment right now to where you feel you're you're putting the play in and you're putting a successful position. Or if you say no, okay, well, let's unpack that. What is not happening in the classroom? to put you in a position to be successful, right? And, the, and and honestly, from that question right there, that leads into, okay, well, what can I do more of? Do you feel like your accommodations are being met? First of all, do you know what your accommodations are? Yeah. And more times than not, and especially in talking with general education teachers, I was, in, I was a general education teacher myself for seven years, and, some, and, and, and more times than not, you find that students don't know what their accommodations are. So that's a question that you definitely want to ask, because if they don't know what their accommodations are, then they don't even know that they're not being put in the position to be successful. Right, so just even from those two simple questions that will lead into, like that would, that would just lead into just questions that you would automatically want to ask in order to, to gain more insight. And then you're gonna use that data from the end of the interview to again, cre- take insight-based action and create to better support um, and better support students and by creating that supportive environment for them um, to feel successful in.
0: I love that. No, that's a really good question. And that even kind of shows that we were mentioning, any teacher could ask their student that. And also, I would say parents could even ask their students that if parents are interested, if parents maybe are the teachers right now, whether in a homeschool setting or just a hybrid setting, um, that helps the parent be involved in that level of the classroom.
2: And it's also important to note I, I always tell the educators in the sessions um when we're discussing empathy interviews it doesn't solely have to be just for your class when you're conducting the empathy interview if they're telling you about because you have to understand empathy interviews also you have to have a rapport with students so you may be a you may be that teacher that they are most comfortable with and they may be struggling in math class and not in your english class right so That's true. That, Still, you're still able to gain that insight because you're able to now, you know, create a community of collaboration because now because that student feels comfortable with you, you're able to go to that, to that math teacher and say, hey, you know, I talked to this student and they said, these are the reasons why they don't feel successful in your classroom. And then they can use the insight they, that they, that's been provided to them from you in order to create that supportive environment in their class for that student. Right, and then when the, and the student would notice that, and they would say, Oh, yeah, God the teachers make it has made these accommodations for me, and I didn't tell them. Right. So like and then that'll allow you as a teacher that that maybe doesn't have a strong rapport, you know, with that particular student that will that 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 will help actually bring that student closer to you because they're able to see that you are making the necessary changes so that they feel successful, you know, feel like they're able to be successful in the classroom, in your class.
0: Exactly. And that just aligns with Ida Eye's mission of just emphasizing that power of connection, whether it be teacher student or, you know, anybody who's working with those students and helping them get that closer relationship, which we know really does help the students learn better overall.
2: Yeah, and we're and we're really trying to um, build not only when you think about a supportive environment, which is what we like that that is what we really drill down on in, in, in LD 101. And it'll also be something that we're really going more in depth with in our future trainings. But you know, when you think about a supportive environment that is not siloed, that's not just an individual classroom. That's, we're really trying to bring it, make it school-wide, right? We want, we at I, we really want there to be a school community where you feel what the entire environment is, is a supportive space um, that is, um, that is dedicated to really ensuring that all learners, right? Are put in a position of power and empowerment, right?
0: Exactly. And so I know that you said Learning Differently 101 or LD 101, as it's called, um, is focusing on elevating that student voice. And so what kind of uh, student stories can educators expect to be presented when participating? And what can they learn by listening to those stories?
2: Oh, Of course. So educators can really expect, you know, to hear from students, um, uh, hearing them share out really what they want educators to know about being a student with a learning difference and that significant role that you as the educator play in how a student views their learning experience and their environment, right? And we'll also hear students share their connections that they've had with educators throughout the years, right? Both positive and negative, you will really hear Um, students share, go into great detail um, and share how, you know, they've had supportive, they've been in in classrooms where the educators have really, you know, made sure that that they receive their accommodations. But you're also here on the flip side of that, where um, maybe educators have not been so um, great at really providing those accommodations that these students may may need, right? So um, I think that it's definitely You know it's definitely something that's going to resonate with educators and it's definitely uh something that really is just it's really it's empowering also for the educator because after hearing these students stories because even myself you know having led um learning differently one-on-one um since we've started since we started this professional development you know every time i hear it i take something from it and it's still just like i'm like wow like they just really want us to know that they, you know, that, that, that they can't, it's not that they can't learn. They just may not learn like everyone else, but that's also the mindset that we should be in. No one, no two students learn the same, right? We all mm-hmm. learn differently and we better understand that. Again, we're better, we're better able to um, create a space that is not only teaching the, in the, the whole class, but teaching to each individual student in the way that they're able to access um, that, that lesson or that learning.
1: Yeah, I will add that one of the things that's great about the student voices that will be showcased on this training is that teachers will get to see what an elevated empowered student voice looks like, sounds like, feels like. And these are students that have gone through the eye to eye mentoring program who have been really supported on our end and within their school ends on developing that voice. And they'll begin to see the power in that. They'll be able to see the potential and the possibilities that can be unlocked if they can just replicate that within their own school communities. So they'll walk out with a greater sense of uh, renewed vision and purpose of like, wow, we want our kids to be able to feel that level of comfort uh, to speak and advocate and, 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 and help us learn about the lived experience within our context and how we could support within our context, within our school community. And I think that's a, that's a real um, uh, powerful opportunity that they'll quickly realize that's in front of them.
0: Absolutely, we definitely hope so. And so of course we've mentioned all these resources and Eye to Eye specifically. So where can people go to know more about LD 101 and just to follow up on news with Eye to Eye?
1: Yeah, so um, our website is the go-to spot, um, i 2 And then when you visit our website, you'll see the page Learning Differently 101. You can access that page and then sign up for a free online course on through Thinkific. Um, if schools want to uh, kind of just make it as an individual assignment, self-guided, If schools want to expand on that and maybe have a live session with um, Eye to Eye and engage live with Robbie for professional development, they can do so also by clicking on Bring Eye to Eye to Your School and we could have a conversation about um, more comprehensive professional development needs.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, both of you for joining. We'll definitely link to those mentioned resources in the show notes of this episode. So if you're listening on any platform, just scroll down to the description and you'll see those links. But thank you again, David and Robbie. Of course, check out the information we mentioned on Eye to Eye. And you can always learn more about the Educating All Learners Alliance at educatingalllearners.org. Until next time.